On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about post-COVID-19 marketing, what you should be doing now and the rest of 2020. Do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and, and innovation, innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up accidents happen perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a csv import completely messed up your product catalog common myth cloud-based e-commerce platforms like shopify and bigcommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store this is simply untrue they don't myth busted so what do you do you use rewind Rewind will protect Shopify and big commerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's a deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business by taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 30,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklyn, Non, and Choppies. Build your customer list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V. 
b i y o dot com slash two x. Hi, everybody. It's Kune Campbell, and this is the Two X E-Commerce Podcast Show. Now, what I've decided this week is to publish at least four episodes back on back to to help you guys from a advertising standpoint and from a growth standpoint. So, what I'm going to do this week is kind of talk about the post-COVID landscape in e-commerce at the minute. And this is off the back of conversations I've had with online retailers, data I have access to from other online retailers, and also conversations I'm having with e-commerce managers and marketers as a whole in this space. So today's episode is going to be part one of how you should start to prepare for the rest of the year. Because as of today, which is June the 8th, we're close to half of the year. So in the next 22 days, so next two weeks exactly, it'll be halfway point till, till the rest of the year. And there's certain things you have to start doing right away. Um, and I'm going to break everything down. Now, before I do that, I, I want to kind of talk about what happened over the last two months. Okay, so the, the last two months I'm talking about would be the end of March, which is like March 27th through to about the 30th of May, right? What exactly happened? Um, we were locked down in several countries. Some countries had their lockdown slightly earlier than March, other countries had their lockdown um, started um, towards the start of April. Regardless, that time period um, was um, was very important. So across the board, towards the end of March, there wasn't much e-commerce activity, to be honest. And if you look back to the episode I had um, Jeff Cohen from the from Clavio come in, you will realize that essentially. A lot of people, when they realized they were, their countries were about to lock down for COVID, started to panic buy on essential items. And e-commerce was kind of like an afterthought. So if you were not selling essential items on e-commerce, you would not have sort of experienced that burst. It was not until about two weeks after when most of us were locked down, when most of us were sat at home, that people started to kind of have a carry out a second wave of panic buying and they started to really focus on e-commerce on their e-commerce purchases and that's because the most retailers were shut down and I'm talking about like April 15th till about May 20th across the board for specific categories we saw a massive uptake things were just insane. Let me explain. Okay, so on-site, so things going on on-site, there were accounts I had access to that were doing double. Their conversion rates were double. So as much as they were getting the same amount of traffic or even less, double the number or volume of people purchasing were purchasing. 
And when you look at that, when you have not necessarily proactively carried out any actions on your site and you start to see a double or an increase in conversion rate, it really means one thing. And that is the motivation of people to wanting to transact with your business has shot up. And there are many drivers to motivation. And motivation, in this case, motivation was demand. This does not apply to all verticals, but specific verticals just saw that explosion. Now, what was going on on site from that motivation standpoint was like retailers were seeing a lot more ad to carts, a lot more initiate checkouts, and a lot more purchases. On the outside, um, if you're media buying on Google, on Facebook, which would include Instagram, if you are also buying from YouTube, or you are also buying from, from Twitter, Pinterest, what have you, cost per thousand impressions with a CPM massively dropped. With all the accounts that I manage, I saw a 55% drop in the cost per thousand impressions. And there's a reason for that. The major reason there is people were transfixed on their devices. They were not driving. They were not at their offices per se. They were transfixed on their devices on social media, trying to figure out exactly what the heck was going on. And they were, they were jumping on from social media app to another. And they were getting impressions from advertising. And if your advert was highly relevant to them, they would have clicked through and did have purchased. Now, with those two where motivation levels are high and cost per impressions were low, so more people, your ads were reaching out to, to a lot more people. There was an explosive growth in, in e-commerce. You know, people were essentially panic buying online after they had, you know, gone to the grocery stores and, you know, gotten the essentials. Now, the verticals that didn't do so well um, in the lockdown were verticals related to travel, anything related to air travel, you know, travel products, suitcases, obviously tickets, airline, holidays, hotels, sports events, gambling, retail stores, actual physical retail stores, events, you know, in, in-person events, services, in-person services, insurance of cars, you know, car insurance, home insurance, you know, people were not really buying insurance products and then real estate. Now, because these categories were either completely not advertising or significantly cut down advertising across all advertising platforms, it was a free for all in e-commerce. And I am still seeing pretty low CPMs. CPMs drop by about 55%. I'm seeing right now about 30%, a 30% drop in CPMs across the board. So this begs the question, what, what has changed? Well, motivation levels have, now that customers have actually stocked up 
with everything they need. And there's now movement and retail stores are slowly starting to open. You'd notice that conversion rates are going back to where they used to be. I mean, a not 0.5 increase in conversion rates can phenomenally double your business, essentially. So now that things are back to near normal or whatever normal is going to be, motivation levels have gone, conversion rates have gone up, CPMs are not still that high. A lot of the verticals I mentioned are still not that confident to to, to throw in, you know, monies on advertising. There's so many other expenses they, they have to deal with. There is still a lot of opportunity in e-commerce. So you're going to ask, what should we be doing right now? And that's what the essence of this show is. Now, if I were you, I would go through all of my creative. So whether it's creative on Google, whether it's creative on Facebook, you know, whether it's creatives on, on Pinterest, nat- native advertising, I will go through all of my advertising creatives and start to build out relevance. Because over that period of March to May, to be honest, you didn't really need to adjust any creatives to see results. People just wanted to buy stuff. And if they were served the right adverts to, to the, that, um, that serve them or serve their purposes, they were going to buy anyway. So, so right now you need to invest in creatives, look at your creatives from a top of funnel. What is What are the creatives going to constitute my, my top of funnel? Look at those angles, start to build creatives with lockdown easing off across, you know, the, the world. I'd say start to work with, you know, video creatives, image creatives to start to get quality content for your ads. Um, start to run competitor analysis, start to look outside of um, creatives outside of your industry to see, you know, high quality creatives. Now, that's the first thing you want to do, a creative refresh across the board. Now, if some creatives are working, like some top of funnel creatives are working for you, leave them the heck alone. Just leave them, let them continue doing their work. However, if like you're seeing a significant lag I would say start to build stuff from scratch again. Facebook is working pretty well. I haven't seen any significant, um, you know, downtime on the Facebook advertising per se. So I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm going to talk more about Facebook than any other platform. So you want to get your creatives all updated or refreshed for if you're 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 on Google, um, if you're doing Google shopping optimize your feeds continuously. Remember that Google has started to allow organic, you know, um, listings like more like frugal in the Google shopping tab. So that in itself needs to be addressed. Um, so you need to further optimize. There's more competition on Google shopping, but back to Facebook with your creative refresh, the two things you're going to have to do creative refresh, top of funnel, which personally, depending on what you're selling, should be about 60 seconds, right? And then your creative refresh for your mid-funnel, you know, try to look at these 
see what needs adjustment at the mid funnel, look at your particular offers and see how those can be improved. Work on your copy, start to assess what kind of copy used to work pre-COVID, pre-lockdown and optimize on that. Essentially, your major objective is to get not just conversions in terms of sales conversions, but the if if you're doing like three percent conversion, you know, rates generally on sales, the next thing you really want to do moving forward is to grab a lot of micro conversions. So a lot of pixel activity, visits, view content, initiate checkouts and, and purchases. Well, purchases is a primary. You really want to also acquire email addresses at this point in time. Do you know why? Because Q4 is one quarter away. That's insane. So Q4 essentially is about give or take 110 days away, just 110 days away. And if by the month of July, you're not already starting to aggressively acquire traffic ahead of Q4, your Q4 isn't going to be that good. So now's the time you need to flush in a lot of resources, fire up a lot of resources to towards getting your Q4 to be super explosive. So the creative refresh is going to is going to dial into your top of funnel, start spending a little bit more. Now is the time to really double down on that top of funnel traffic. Now, I would say on the interim, if things are really slowing down, start to work on specific summer sales events. Do not work on anything desperate. When I mean desperate, don't give Black Friday type offers in July. It, you know, it's it's a loser thing to do. It oozes of desperation to your customers and will reduce your the perception of your brand. 